This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Burn restrictions throughout the state of Alabama are now removed. All no-burn orders have been lifted in the remaining 11 counties that still had the order in place as of a week ago. The Alabama Forestry Commission will begin issuing burn permits as usual. The state is not completely out of the drought conditions, but recent rainfall and dew patterns have removed the wildfire hazards that occurred during the months of October and November. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville, along with Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, are responding to the writings of a Washington Post columnist. Both Tuberville and Vance have written opinion articles about the claim that sending U.S.-built weapons to other countries is a good thing and makes the U.S. stronger, as well as helps the economy and the military-industrial complex. Tuberville contends that the U.S. is already short on its own stockpile of weapons and that if the U.S. responds to every request for weapons, there will be no international conflict from which the U.S. will be able to abstain. Tuberville maintains that the polls are revealing where Americans stand on the war in Ukraine, and he cited a recent morning consult poll showing that 60% of Americans no longer support sending more money to that country. Regarding Senator Tummerville, the Heritage Action for America is supporting the senator for seeking to defund the abortion policy within the Department of Defense, which is currently covering travel expenses and time off for female service members. Tuberville is pushing to remove any abortion funding that's written within the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act. Heritage Action for America says they are backing that move from Tuberville and will oppose any national defense budget that continues to include the abortion policy. Heritage Action Executive Vice President Ryan Walker says the Biden administration is currently turning the Pentagon into an abortion travel agency and that for the first time in almost a decade, the organization will oppose final passage of the NDAA if the abortion policy within the Pentagon continues. A state lawmaker is not yet done in addressing the Alabama Department of History and Archives after that department held an LGBTQ history luncheon in June of this year. During the Alabama special legislative session, State Senator Chris Elliott offered legislation that would have rescinded the $5 million that had been sent to that state department from the budget surplus for the state of Alabama. However, that legislation was not able to make it out of committee. So Elliott is now approaching the issue in a different way. He talked about it with 1819 News Editor-in-Chief Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. Well, you know, in the special session, we filed a bill that would have clawed back some of the supplemental money that archives and history got. Um, but, uh, of course, it wasn't in the governor's call and didn't make it out of committee. Uh, this legislation is different, uh, and it's, it's fairly innocuous. It basically says that this self-perpetuating board that selects itself continuously uh, won't be able to continue to do that, and instead we will have elected officials, the governor, the speaker, the president pro tem of the Senate, and the, uh, and the lieutenant governor, who will select uh, these board members so that they are actually responsible uh, and responsive to, uh, to the people. What a novel idea. Last week, the Daily Detail reported on the 3,800 car dealerships here in the U.S. who have all signed on to a letter sent to the White House to seek an end to the unrealistic goal surrounding the production of electric vehicles. There were 55 car dealerships here in Alabama that signed on to that letter. The dealerships are asking Joe Biden to tap the brakes on the unrealistic government electric vehicle mandate. The dealerships say that EV sales are much lower than supply, so EVs are now stacking up on their lots. 
They say that Biden's goal of two out of three car sales being an EV by 2032 is not a realistic goal that's based on current and forecasted customer demand. The car dealerships pleaded with the president to use common sense, saying that no government agency, think tank, or polling firm knows more about the automobile customers like the car salesmen do. And what they see on the ground is that some people love the idea of purchasing an EV, while others are not yet ready for the change or the hassle of a new technology that takes more time and money. Auburn University is reporting a case of vandalism that could also be considered a hate crime. Some office property was damaged on Sunday with one of the whiteboards in the office containing racial and gender-based slurs. Students at the university were sent emails about the incident as the university administration is seeking more information. They're not yet ready to call the incident a hate crime. No suspects have been identified. The incident happened at the Haley Center, which is across the street from Jordan-Hare Stadium. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the quiet invasion of the United States at the U.S.-Mexico border continues with very little coverage from the mainstream media. Border Patrol in the Tucson, Arizona sector reported that 17,000 illegal immigrants crossed over into the U.S. last week, making it the highest weekly total recorded for that sector. This, of course, does not include those who got away without detection by any reporting authority. Border Patrol also saw hundreds of Chinese military-aged males cross over in Yahuma Hot Springs, California this past Monday. The National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd spoke about the whole issue on Fox News. These numbers are astronomical. We're apprehending more than seven, uh, seven times what we should be at, at any given day. Yesterday is the first day in my 26-year time of being with the National Border Patrol Council that I've, I, I didn't see one gotaway um, recorded by, by the Border Patrol. And that's simply because we don't have the resources in the field to detect these people. We're, we're constantly stuck in processing. We're doing administrative duties rather than enforcement duties. So yesterday we didn't even record one gotaway, um, which is which should be concerning to everybody. When you look at the numbers, we are way above anywhere where, where we should be. But the problem is, is that this administration, because they continue to ignore it, they're setting a new norm. Our norm should be a thousand apprehensions a day. We're at 7,000 apprehensions. And, and that's what the new norm has now become. And that should be scary to everybody because we just don't have any border patrol agents that are in the field patrolling the border, doing what we should be to protect the American citizens. And that's what allows the drugs to come in as well. Meanwhile, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was able to secure an injunction this past Monday against the Biden administration and the Department of Homeland Security in order to keep both of those entities from destroying the wire fencing along the U.S.-Mexico border. A.G. Paxton appealed the case to the Fifth Circuit Court, which has now barred federal immigration officials from damaging or removing the razor wire that was placed there by the Texas National Guard and other Texas law enforcement officers. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee has released information on financial transactions involving the Biden family after subpoenas were issued for the bank records. Chairman James Comer says those financial documents show that Joe Biden received monthly transfers of money from Hunter Biden through the Owasco Corporation, which in turn received payments from a Chinese company that has links to the Chinese government. Payments to Joe through Owasco started in September of 2018 and continued onward. Comer also pointed out that these latest findings are in direct contradiction to statements made last month by Hunter Biden's attorneys ahead of the deposition that Hunter will be giving to House members this month. 
The statement was that there was not a single financial transaction between Joe Biden and his son related to Hunter Biden's business ventures or commercial dealings. The House Oversight Committee has documented 20 shell companies created while Joe Biden was vice president by members of the Biden family and the Biden family receiving at least $20 million from China, Russia, Kazakhstan and other foreign oligarchs. President Joe Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his family's influence peddling schemes. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie. Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. The House Oversight Committee continues to investigate Joe Biden's involvement in his family's domestic and international business schemes at a rapid pace. We will continue to uncover the facts and provide transparency about the findings of our investigation. President Biden and his family must be held accountable for this blatant corruption. The American people expect no less. The House Judiciary Committee is offering a revision of a surveillance program that has been abused by government agencies against Americans. The new committee proposal would require a search warrant for any American's information or data to be targeted under Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which is known as FISA. Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona is on the Judiciary Committee and says the idea behind the legislation is to protect Americans' rights under the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The Judiciary Committee is expected to vote on whether to pass that legislation out of committee this coming Wednesday. The U.S. Supreme Court will consider taking an appeals case regarding January 6th and the protests in the Capitol, which may affect the case being brought against Donald Trump by Special Counsel Jack Smith. The defendants in this appeals case are Joseph Fisher, Edward Lang, and Garrett Miller. They seek to have the charges against them dismissed. They're all being accused of obstruction of official proceedings in Congress, which was the certification of electoral votes slated for Joe Biden. The court was already going to consider whether to take the case last Friday, but that had to be postponed due to the death of retired Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Speaking of January 6th, InfoWars reporter Owen Schroyer is set to be released from prison this week following a 60-day prison sentence by a Washington, D.C. court. Schroyer never set foot inside the Capitol building, but instead warned those outside to not go in. Schroyer also spoke a lot about the 2020 election being stolen from Donald Trump, and for that, Schroyer was targeted and tried by the FBI. Schroyer ended up pleading guilty to a lesser misdemeanor charge of remaining on restricted grounds after a two-year legal battle with the FBI. Schroyer is being released earlier than planned. His sentence would have taken him up to Christmas Eve. And here are the words of another fighter for truth, a different type of fighting. Boxer Ryan Garcia had this to say after he knocked out opponent Oscar Duarte in the eighth round. How'd you feel about your performance? Yeah, man, uh, it was a great performance, but, you know, I just uh, want to give honor to God, you know, give him the glory. Oh, man. You know, I fought hard to find myself again, and, you know, I did a lot of soul searching, and I just wanted to thank him for showing me the truth of me as a person, as a fighter, and just in my relationships, you know, the, the environments I was in, I want to thank him. I want that, you know, everybody in this arena to seek Jesus Christ, and you'll find that too. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. 
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.